episode three, crikey. Um, yeah, welcome to uh, episode three of the Delivery Manager Daily that isn't really quite daily yet, but I'm getting there. And um, in this episode, what I wanted to do was to talk through um, one of the uh, recruitment scenarios I've used in the past. It's actually quite a, a fairly vanilla uh, scenario uh, for a lot of uh, delivery managers and project managers starting out companies. And if you're watching this and thinking, um, you know, you're getting any insight if I ever interview you in the future, we've got an I do all types of scenarios. So this is just one, but I thought almost wanting to, I guess, test myself. But if you're thinking, you know, what what are the things I look for when I start a project or I get dropped into a project, then then we're just going to spend a few minutes kind of going through what I would do and what I try and do consistently on each project. If you are watching on YouTube, uh, you'll be able to see the actual whiteboard itself. Uh, I might include a link to it for those listening. Um, but if not, and you're just listening on Spotify, firstly, thank you. And uh, secondly, you'll, you'll get the gist. Anyway, so... Um, Imagine a scenario that you have started with a company, fantastic, you're the delivery manager, and you go on site, meet the client, client's a big public sector kind of monolith type organisation that does everything super slowly, it's like walking through treacle, and um, they've asked you or the company that you work for to guide and chaperone a team to build a piece of software. And you've won the contract and as the delivery manager, you've been, you know, handling the commercials. You've got a brand new team. You're about two weeks in as well. So um, they're waiting to be mobilized based on, I guess, your command. And you're busy kind of squirreling away in the background, working out what the client wants. And what they want is this kind of roadside application that um, is to see and check up on drivers basically so they can stop you at the roadside traffic enforcement officers and they can um uh, check you on a database see if you've got any fines outstanding check your insurance status uh and be able to kind of pay fines if you've got them outstanding as well and be able to contribute to a central database if you've had a name change or your number plates changed on your car or that kind of thing so you imagine the the app right it's going to run on some kind of ruggedized device that a, a law enforcement or a, a traffic roadside officer is going to use so a bunch of features be able to take payments be able to check up on drivers and as usual as well, uh, it, it, it's got to be a scalable, robust solution with design best practice. If you think, well, this is going to be running on fairly small screens, so the, the user interface and the user experience has got to be fairly slick because all this kind of stuff's done uh, at pace at the roadside as well. So you don't want to be kind of dicking around. So that's what you've got to build. And you've got three months to deliver something. And one of the questions that I ask people when I'm doing interviews is, what would you do in that scenario? What do you do in day one? week one and month one so i'm gonna talk through what i would do um and the process that i would go through to uh get a project mobilized and on its merry way to a, a three-month deadline and i'll throw in the same curveballs that i do with uh, others and we'll, we'll kind of um you know i'm sure people will have comments and, and questions and things as well so I'm about two weeks ahead of a team and I'm going to assume that the team that I've got is made up of all the people that uh, I'm going to need to deliver a piece of software, whether they're business analysts, 
quality assurers, testers, developers, the kind of whole gamut of a team, right? And they're in the background waiting to, to get on site. And I've had two weeks head start with a client. And at this point, I'm kind of gauging the client's personality, their character. Who are the um, the real stakeholders? Who are the people with the real sphere of influence? This is the public sector, remember? So there'll be very uh, many complex layers of hierarchy and politics. And I'm looking at within the kind of preamble to the project looking at knowing who the real movers and shakers are and who i have to influence and who i have to really get on board and there'll be um there'll be many of those and i'll target those before the project starts and then bringing on the team day one at this point i expect as a delivery manager to have a really clear understanding of what it is i'm trying to build and i'm going to make and do everything I possibly can to make it as easy for the team to uh, get mobilised. Now, I set myself quite a difficult challenge for the end of my first day. What I want to do by the end of day one, I want to have identified what the single most difficult thing is on the on the potential project to tackle. I want to identify any development spikes that are needed to make sure that if we've got features on the roadmap or the horizon, that we've identified those. I want to make sure security and access and platforms, all the all the, the, the engineering team as a whole has everything it needs by the end of day one and or a promise almost backed by a guarantee that it will be sorted in due course, if not on day one. I also want to give the team as much written information as possible, give them the lay of the land. I'll have already hopefully established kind of a client side racy, who's who, who we think is uh, the people that are going to be a challenge, a problem. And all this is really feasible in day one. You've just got to hustle a bit. So I'm wanting to start getting the team into a room and war room style crafting out a plan. A sprint zero type set of activities of all the things we need to do and achieve ideally in that first week. And it's going to be things like getting a DevOps pipeline set up, interfacing with systems and platforms and getting security. And if you're in the real world, you know, physical passes to get into the building, constantly getting the team to build a relationship with me, vice versa, and the client, making sure introductions are done, making sure that we've at least got for that first 30 days, that first month, a set of meetings set up. And again, by the end of the first day, maybe drifting into the first week, you should have all the core agile ceremonies set up. Uh, daily stand-ups, uh, a retrospective, uh, a look back, a couple of uh, sprint grooming and refinement sessions as well. And again, there's really no reason to not have this done all by the end of day one. And then as we drift into kind of week one, I'm working with the team to understand the best configuration of a plan. Are we going to use a particular framework? In this case, we're delivering a piece of vanilla software. So it's probably going to be some form of strict, agile, scrum type mentality. And I'm going to understand who the product owner is. And is it the client? Is the client expecting us to be the product owner? And if so, uh, I want to have established that as, as quickly as possible. Then we're looking at the features as a team as well. So trying to draft them out using user story format. So uh, as a user type, uh, I want to, a need, so that I can business value and that type of user story format crafted in whatever software we're using for task management whether that's Jira or Azure DevOps probably in this project I'd like to see something fully featured end-to-end like Azure DevOps because that's a really nice software development lifecycle tool uh, formerly uh, TFS Foundation I think it was but uh, I use ADO all the time in it and as a non-developer now it's still a great piece of software I think it's much better than Jira even though there's a slightly higher learning curve so by the end of uh, again 
again, day one to week one, we wanted to have crafted what an MVP looks like in three months' time. We wanted epics, epics matching to core business value. So if we look back at those features, um, uh, we need to take payments. So there's an epic there, sort of finance reconciliation, interfacing with databases, systems and security. Security itself is probably going to be some kind of epic as well. And then splitting the products into those kind of core epics and business value. And epics will also include things such as getting the security robust, getting unit and automation testing in place as part of DevOps and making sure that there is a, a development and feature roadmap beyond three months, making sure we can properly execute CI, CD to grow the product and making sure that things like security and backup and DR are all handled as well, all epics in their self. So by the end of that first week, it's imperative that that plan includes that. This should all be in your task planning tool of choice, in this case, ADO, epics that should broadly match the scope of work with clearly identified business value with a team and getting the team behind those features so they understand um I guess kind of why we're building what we're building and then making sure there's some kind of formal kickoff with the client so everyone knows who's who, who's going to be doing what. End of week one, starting to get into the, the first day of the first month, we want to run some kind of um, set of technical spikes, maybe a few of the bits of low-hanging fruit if there is any. I'm looking as a delivery manager to see how the team operates. For this particular scenario, assume that the team's all brand new, right? So I'm trying to ascertain some kind of calibration and velocity to kind of understand we're all talking about if something small, medium or large or a three, five or a nine, we're kind of all on the same boat. And that that kind of first month is to learn very quickly on the job by building some of these features. And we'll probably stick to safe elements to start with, making sure that a test strategy is written and there's a DevOps pipeline set up and we've kind of got development environments ready and we've got some features crafted. But by the end of month one, I expect some kind of sprint to be executed as well as sprint zero. So we've at least got a starting point of being able to understand potential velocity and trends because with a three month deadline, we've got to get to that MVP. Now, one of the curveballs that are usually thrown in at this point is the interdependent up and downstream dependency of one of the features. So paying fines and charges, the scenario that I use is that that's relying on another portfolio level uh, delivery manager somewhere else on the project. They've got their own backlog and your requirement to get uh, payment integration hooked into the overall uh, the payment gateway that the, the public sector client uses. That's a feature on his backlog that he's not got round yet to doing. He's doing remediatory work on the payment platform anyway because it's falling over and it's creaking. Your request is just another one on his 200 task backlog and frankly, it's not a priority. One of the things we tend to talk about with delivery managers is, well, what do you do? What do you... Um how do you challenge that? And for me, it's it's a relationship thing first and foremost. So it's trying to understand that delivery manager's problems and using negotiation and um, influence and influencing skills and maybe understanding their world a little bit and seeing if you can swap tasks around between teams to take some of the load off them. But it generally involves being in a room with that person and saying, well, look, I need to, you know, this is immovable for me. We've got a three month uh, deadline to deliver an MVP. We need to be able to take uh, payment and what can I do to help? And I think having that approach and working, you know, collaboratively and, and, and trying to build that trust. I would have expected to have identified that particular thing day one. And that would be the thing I'd be tackling in day one, week one. So I'd have immediately reached out to that uh, DM and said, look, based on what I know, uh, our paths are going to cross. 
I need your time and team to deliver my um, payment gateway uh, feature. What can we do? And initially, their back's going to be up a bit, I suspect, and they're going to go, no, piss off. And what I hear a lot of delivery managers do go, oh, well, we'll just escalate it then. I don't think it needs escalating. I think as professionals, you have to get in a room and work out what is possible. And with a little bit of time and a little bit of kind of gumption, you can work out a solution. Very rarely will you get to a point, I suspect, where it's absolutely an impasse and there's nothing you can do, at which point then I would go back to, if I'm not the product owner myself, go back to my own team and go back to my stakeholders and say, this is the challenge I've met. We've we've kind of fleshed out some potential solutions. I'd also get my engineering team to be looking at alternatives or workarounds at the same time so we are able to go to the stakeholder and say we can't um, get traction working with uh, the the other uh, dm at the minute because of their challenges but here's some potential uh, opportunities and and um, solutions that we can look into always trying to think about what you can do rather than focusing on what's holding you back remember that three-month mvp and value release is core now one of the other curveballs we throw in and that particular feature and that little bit of an impasse scenario is the client's already gone ahead and communicated that to the user base maybe the the industry press to say that that feature is guaranteed and as a delivery manager you know what do you do to handle that and again i'd like to think that in the two weeks up to the project and and you know maybe winning the bid or being involved with the client that um you can get a relationship going so you can go to the client and say what are you doing why didn't you, you know, speak to me? And if you're in a position where you have to deliver some kind of uh, payment feature, then we'd be looking at alternatives, ways to kind of temporary take payment or um, and, and that's something that I think you can do as a team. So by the end of uh, month one, we should have had Sprint Zero completed a cadence of activity happening. The team should be fairly well positioned to kind of move into month two and start delivering some core features making sure that we're obviously operating to design uh, best practice and at this point there's a devops pipeline we've got uh, a test strategy authored and written and executed we're doing unit testing as we go all the engineers are, are developing on their, their on a master branch and checking out code in all the right way doing all the good devops things so as we get to month two we're releasing features and we're releasing value straight away i'd rely on that time as well to see if the situation changes with that particular pay fines and charges scenario and I'd constantly be chipping away at the DM and maybe you know trying to make their life easier and working on communicating with them as, as best as I can and winning them over if it's a political thing it may be that it's a practical thing and there's literally nothing that can be done at which point I'd be absolutely going above and beyond to see what I could do for them to make their life easier or what we could do to go around um the, the the their issue for now for our mvp but also keeping them in the loop so we're not introducing technical debt later down the line i don't mind technical debt as long as it's identified put in the backlog to fix later it's when it's a surprise for everyone that i think it's the problem so we're doing scrum uh, and again month one there should be a set of reports constantly keeping the client and the team uh, visible of what's going on i tend to use gds best practice and we can talk about that in another episode but generally uh, that delivery confidence assessment using an end of week reg report i'd be using the dashboarding that i can use in tools like ado to uh, present uh, sprint performance velocity and that kind of thing uh, and making that visible weekly too a raid log including decisions so that's a raid 
double D, making sure that they're all documented as well. And just getting into that point of communicating, usually at the end of every Friday, making sure that everything is documented, but just what's sufficient and necessary, proper agile style, not doing a bunch of uh, documentation and governance you'll kind of learn within the first week to month what's acceptable and what's not and i'd look to cues across the organization to see how other projects are working to be able to throttle what i do in terms of documentation and reporting but generally at the end of each week i'd want the client to see a visual kind of dashboard of color-coded rag uh, where the areas we've got problems what's going well and then back that up with actual data in a tool like azure devops 2 and communicate that um weekly and then along with all the retros and get ready for that show and tell for the first month where we'd expect the team uh, to have delivered some value the foundational devops pipeline at least one feature identified some development spikes that we can tackle and then as we go into month two and then finally month three that mvp target and what it might look like should start to come to uh, the foreground in terms of focus and we can move towards that together and then as a delivery manager, what I do day to day is make things as easy as possible for my engineering team and everyone within it. So any challenges, any politics, any commercial wrangling is all made visible as far as I'm concerned to the team. Now, I know there's some kind of politics around, you know, do you want people knowing day rates of what your team are built out at? And do you have internal kind of um, sort of politics around that? But my approach is I tend to treat people like adults and and if they act like children, that's on them rather than me. So there's full transparency between the delivery manager, the client and the engineering team, but also protecting them from the shit. So any politics or any un, un, uh, reasonable demands or if the client is trying to be an extended product owner and, and kind of abuse the notion of scrum, then that's where I am absolutely um, a cast iron gate uh, which in the past I've not done and that's caused me all kinds of problems because I've not really understood that my job as a delivery manager in this case it's a bit of a product owner scrum master is to protect the team now it's not to necessarily completely uh, encase them in cotton wool but at the same time you should be able to facilitate making their lives as easy as possible. And if they're there to deliver software features, then those features need to be using the invest principle, uh, you know, a bit, a bit sanit- sanitized, making sure they're uh, executable, deliverable, measurable, etc., etc. Making sure that the backlog's clear, organized, everyone knows what they're doing, really good, clean communication, etc., um, etc. Et so they're broadly the kind of things that I would do in that first kind of, day one week one month one uh sort of tranche and really um how i would execute any project really but broadly it's looking at what is the most difficult thing to do and instead of avoiding it which i've done in the past tackle it tackle it on day one as soon as you can i'm looking at de-risking the project as best as i can as early as i can and i'll do whatever i can to achieve that so if i know that there's a prickly hairy dragon type feature um that's going to cause me problems and the minute i identify that i'm going to chase that and if there are political issues or or, or a bit sketchy stakeholder that needs a little bit of cuddling um I'm going to do that straight away. If I've got a disgruntled team or there's someone in the team that's not happy, I'm going to tackle that straight away. And that bull in a china shop type attitude to doing the big, 
difficult, hairy stuff first is one of the biggest things that you can do to de-risk anything that you do. We naturally, as human beings, procrastinate and often look for the least path of resistance to doing stuff and we'll tackle the big stuff later. But in my experience with development projects, both in the public and private sector, when uh, development companies come in, I think spending too much time, certainly when you're endeavouring to work in an agile manner spending too much time up front with so much planning and so much diligence and so much kind of governance rather than actually getting on with something building something and and seeing how you go and really standing true to that uh, it does work regardless of whether you're doing something mission critical or not or not there is nothing wrong with as a as getting your team in starting building straight away proof of concepts development stuff bikes whatever get them working straight away you can work out everything else as you go and as a delivery manager you know sometimes there's the odd 15 16 hour day to get all the paperwork done that kind of thing but but hopefully that's a bit of an insight into and uh, how i uh, all the things the thought process that i go through um when i uh, deliver a project and i'd be really interested in hearing how others tackle things too what are those checklist items that you do at the start of every project what are the things that you do the things that you don't do do you do some of the things that i've mentioned do you disagree with some of the things that i've said i'd be really interested to hear your thoughts contact me on twitter at marius dc hashtag uh, delivery manager daily or you can uh, reach out to me on on social media but it'd be good to uh, have a chat so enjoy your day it's been great talking to you and that is episode three of the delivery manager daily done